I don't know when we'll see each other again, or what the world will be like when we do. We may both have seen many horrible things. But I will think of you every time I need to be reminded that there is beauty and goodness in the world. Arthur Golden, Memoirs of a Geisha. Hello, and welcome to Grandma's House. Chapter one is all about relationships, the good, the bad, the materialistic, the stigma around the word, and what that word means to many different people. I reached out to my friends and family and asked them to tell me what they believe a relationship is. And throughout the podcast, you will hear these definitions either read by myself or read by those who wrote these definitions. I had the opportunity to sit down and have a great conversation with my friend Aaron Dupuis about relationships, so that will be heard in this podcast as well. If you would like to make a drinking game of this podcast, I encourage you to take a drink or a shot every time you hear me say, like, the phrase, um, but, and any time you hear either Aaron or myself reference something that we have neither watched nor read. So, brew a pot of coffee, steep some tea, sit down, get comfy, because this is Grandma's house. I just recorded I just recorded a great little segment or what I thought to be a nice little segment and I realized that because my damn phone was hooked up to my Bluetooth speaker that it got all muffled in the recording and disappointed in myself however I did well I was going to say just, however, it's not really appropriate to use that word anymore since it's been a while. Um, in the first recording, I was able to say that I just made applesauce and I'm feeling very grandmotherly, so I figured it's time to talk. It was a great applesauce experience. I had the perfect ratio of water to apples, which doesn't happen to me all the time. Sometimes you don't have enough water. Sometimes you might forget to stir the applesauce and it it sticks to the bottom of the pan. It burns. Then you have a crusty pan. You have to like get this gunk off of it. Soak it forever. It's this big ordeal. And sometimes it works out. Today it worked out. So I'm in a very great mood. And I also have the perfect chunk ratio. I left the perfect perfect amount of of lumpy chunks i'm sorry for those listeners who get grossed out by certain words because lumpy and chunky are definitely on on a lot of lists but 
I mean, with homemade applesauce, you gotta have some chunks. Come on. On the on the creamy to crunchy uh, uh, peanut butter spectrum, to com- to compare, to use that as an analogy to offer you a little window into my applesauce experience, I'm gonna say that my applesauce on the smooth to chunky applesauce ratio is probably at a 72%. So compared to a 72% crunchy peanut butter, this is a 72% lumpy or chunky applesauce. And it's fantastic. It's week nine. And, you know, this is actually when a lot of my relationships start to get put on hold. All of the procrastinating that I had done oh so well throughout the quarter is accumulating. And I really need to get my shit done. So I, um, at least for me, I, I, I feel as though I become a little bit more of a hermit starting now. And I figured if I'm putting my relationships on hold outside my apartment, I might as well shed a little light on relationships inside my apartment. So here we are. I think that a relationship is hard to define. There are so many different kinds of relationships, which is why giving it a definition is a difficult task. I mean, everything is subjective. Every relationship's different. I feel as though that word probably means so many different things to so many different people. And I mean, I'm, I'm not one to excel at objective thought. Subjectivity is imperative. And I mean, this is a topic for a whole nother podcast. So I digress. I, I was thinking a couple days ago about, about my apartment because I think, I think we do have relationships to, to me, a relationship is the sum of a series of interactions maybe maybe not not even the sum just a a name for the series of interactions you have with another being another object another animal Hmm? sounds like i got an email exciting so yes that's how i would simplify the task of defining a relationship. That's, to me, what it, what it all boils down to is, is that. Okay. Should we wait for the blender? Okay. I think that a relationship is when two people decide to um, listen to each other and when two people decide to see each other and then grow together. Alright. Okay. So. Do you have quiet? Is this like Are a you wedding? nervous? Uh, no. Not okay, really. cool. My, this doesn't make you nervous. I feel like I have more power. That's fine. Okay. I don't need to be. I won't abuse it. I'm all about being equal, which may we'll get to. It's really 2017. In this course, course, I don't know if it's very 2017. I think it's very me of me. A lot of people I've talked to have like, oh, I want to be the dominant one, or I want to be like, like have someone tell me what to do. Uh, No, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do ever. 
And I also don't want to be and in charge. I don't want to tell anyone else. Oh my right. god, I can like barely take care of my own stuff. I don't want to. Just right. Give me too loud. So, yeah, that is that is pretty much how I. All right, cool. I had some like little questions I wrote down, but I kind of just want to like talk about it. What do you like think when you hear the word relationship? What do you think about? Um. Well, generally, I immediately think of, like, like when in today's world, it's, like, the context of, like, it's kind of like a four-letter word for people our age. Yeah. It's, like, the first thing I think of. Um, you know, you tell, you say the word relationship, even in, like, a context of, like, just, like, talking about, like, something existing between two people, uh-huh. which is really all relationship means. Definitely. Um... And then someone kind of immediately will get kind of freaked out that you've said the word you've relationship. It. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean we're, like, dating or, uh-huh. like, you know, whatever. It just means that, like, it's like a noun. You have to define, like, what is, right. exists whatever between you somehow. Because, I mean, how would you, like, you have a relationship with your parents. You have a relationship with right. your siblings, cousins, whatever, like, and that's okay. But these, but then... these days, as soon as you say that word around someone in reference to somebody that you are seeing 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 yeah that's which, what which i means tend to physically say. and emotionally involved with well exactly to some degree um it's like you know that that they freak out right or you freak out you're like oh god did i mean to say that then it just it like heighten it's it heightens the stakes for some reason it, it can't if you let it i think a lot of people just like let it and it's because they like they don't want to communicate. Right. Like we were talking about. Which is so, yeah, we should have been recording that. That is like, in any sort of relationship, romantic or not, communication is essential. Right. Necessary. I would argue maybe more so in a romantic, well, I don't know. I think it's pretty equal. I guess when I hear the word relationship, actually the first thing I think of is like that debate, that, that like problem. Instead of, like, I don't know, I don't really, like, think about my actual relationships, because those uh-huh. I think about more on, like, a person-to-person right. basis. Right. So when I hear relationship, I mostly feel, I guess I think about the stigma. I think I do, too. And that's sort of, like, stigma toward using that word in a romantic context. Yeah, but not because I have that. No, no, no. But yeah. just that's what you think of, and I think of that, too. I, I believe that... Any relationship can lie on a spectrum, platonic to romantic. Because some relationships are hard to define. Some are very easy, others are not. And it's that, um, how do I say, social pressure to define. I think that, I mean, for me, that's probably a large part, a large factor in my overanalyzing. And I think if, if, there, if there wasn't that pressure of the label, some relationships might thrive more than others. And that's, that relates to the whole stigma behind the word relationship. And it's just that different words carry different weight for different people. And I think that's an important thing to remember in relationships too, because everybody has something that they're bringing from past relationships, whether that be anxiety, fear, 
excitement, readiness or unreadiness. Because as people experience different things, different words start to gain different meaning and importance or lack thereof, which is another reason communication is extremely important. so many people to give me their definition of relationship and everybody for the most part described mm-hmm. a romantic yeah a monogamous romantic relationship right which I just think is interesting because there's so many different kinds mm-hmm. of relationships a couple people said between two beings although one of them must be like a sentient being like a person yeah Oh, that's but it doesn't fair. have to be with another like it doesn't have to be person to person it could be like a dog yeah but, but I, like, don't know, I don't even know if that's fair because you see all kinds of animals that like are friends are across having, species yeah that's true well I don't yeah I don't even know if that's like it depends on how you define sentience there that's true because like sentience is like the ability to like, know you exist is it sentience did I say it wrong is no it you sen- said it. I but I said sentience how do you say it A relationship is the union that varies in lengths of time or levels of intensity between two or more objects, one of which always being a human. And in this union, the ability for that one or more human soul to breathe more freely, more naturally, more openly, is either hindered or encouraged by the other participating force in the union, be it another human, a place, an object, or a feeling. I don't want to be wrong. Um, there is no wrong. That's so true. Everything's subjective. And it's all about language and grammar is all just like, am I understood? Does the other person know what I'm talking about? Yes. So when someone's like a stickler for grammar, I'm like, oh, dude, I am a stickler for grammar though. But I mean, <laughs> I'll fight like, you on that. No, no, no. Like in high school, if like you like texting boys and then it's like, ooh, we're texting. That's like the first step. If if people would be like, you are or LOL in a serious way, I'd be like not into that's it. That's not a grammar. That's just like I know. That's just literally texting, spang, spelling, lingo, whatever. But I was just like. No, I need full sentences or else I'm too. not interested. I like apostrophe. Yeah, I want the apostrophes, the I commas. Want I want an the ampersand. Whole, like, we're, yeah. The whole shebang. And you can get creative with it, but, like, the foundation needs to be there. Okay. I'm all about breaking rules, but you have to know the rules to you break You have to know the rules to break them. That's very important. <laughs> that is very, very important. We were talking about that today in one of my classes. Yeah. They're like, break all the rules, but, like, know them. Know right. which rules you're breaking before you're going to just, like, fuck around. What about relationships with inanimate objects? Relationships? Huh. It's like you don't want to admit to having them because that's... Uh, my guitar. Like yeah, instruments, totally. Instruments. I think for a musician, like any musician... You have to have a relationship with have a relationship. Yeah, and it like goes beyond just like playing it. It's like also you have to... They require a lot of maintenance and they require like a lot of like... like you can't leave your instrument in a in a locked car in mm-hmm. the heat mm-hmm. or in the cold. Just mm-hmm. like you can't leave like a dog or a person, mm-hmm. you know, like a child. So it is totally. kind of, in that way, it's like anything you take care of, anything that you have to like upkeep, you kind of have a relationship with. I mean, you have a relationship, I think probably the most common inanimate thing is our houses. Mm-hmm. Like you I definitely have, have a relationship with your the house. The greatest relationship with my apartment. Yeah. I never want to leave it. 
I think that's the first like serious relationship I've really ever been in. Me, me and my apartment. <laughs> I was thinking a couple days ago about my apartment and how, and I, I really do believe that in a way I have a relationship with my apartment. I'll never forget. Okay, so the first time I viewed my apartment, I walked in and the man living here before me had a couple mattresses on the ground in what I assumed to be a living room and another room that I assumed to be a bedroom. and books thrown everywhere and clothes in random piles and one dresser and I was just like how am I gonna make this into anything like what so I spent a couple months being sort of confused not really sure how I, I couldn't get that image out of my head it was, it was sort of weird I'm like how am I gonna live there but then I went to Ikea for the first time and that is a whole other podcast in itself geez the art of Ikea um, but yeah, I was putting furniture together in my apartment. I was hanging things on the wall, making it my own. It was so exciting. It, I, th I thought it was the coolest thing. I had my own apartment, my own place, my own space, because I do believe place and space are different. They hold different meanings, different significances, but that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I would wake up in my bed every day and just feel so happy that I have this really great little cottagey bungalow apartment thing to call my own. And everything was exciting. A light bulb went out and I didn't do anything about it for a month because I was lazy, but um, I was telling myself it was a fun new apartment adventure, like... This is exciting that you can't see. And eventually I got it fixed and that was, it was like our first bump in the road. And now I have all my light bulbs and it's great and it's comforting. But there is definitely that development, that ever evolving part of a relationship that is necessary for a successful relationship, I believe. I've seen my relationship with my apartment develop. I would come home from school, come get back from class, so excited to walk into my cool apartment. And now it's not exciting at all, but it's, it's good, at, just as good in a different way in the sense that it's extremely comforting. It's dependable, it's constant, it's warm and welcoming always, but I know it. I'm comfortable here. And, and I would argue that that is the exact same development that you see in, in a long-lasting relationship that you have with a non-material non item. Like when you were little, did you have a like a thing? Oh yeah, I had a stuffed bear named Teddy, and I also had a Curious George uh, doll. Okay. Or it wasn't actually Curious. It was this honestly this kind of creepy monkey. Dude, I was obsessed with primates when I was younger. Yeah. Like ridiculously obsessed. 
so keep going. I had I was also very obsessed. With, I like bears and monkeys. Okay. And I love football and NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Wow. I've changed entirely. Like Jeff Gordon was like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. 20, and I, number twenty four, right? I used to know all of the uh, the 49ers football team. Really? I knew the whole lineup. Wait, I was like I was obsessed with the Buffalo Sabers. I knew like their numbers, their names. <laughs> I remember like asking. I, pro- I don't know who, like, I, f- I feel, in my head it's my older sister, but I don't know if that's true. I would be like, like, what's, like, how tall are they? What's their number? And she's right. like, that doesn't mean I don't like the team. I'm like, yeah, it does. You don't know his height and weight. That's crazy. Like, I was, like, Were you obsessed. ever compared to Rain Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, very, uh, who even played him? That's a famous guy who played him, isn't it? Is that the guy from uh, The Graduate? You can look it up. Let's oh, The Grad was is that Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Clay okay. Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen The Graduate. I haven't seen The Graduate either. I just know that he's in both. But he, I like him. He has great yeah. eyebrows. Have you seen Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Mm, no. What? Is that the one that Heath Ledger is in for two seconds? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, that was Mr. Magoo's Wonder Blues. <laughs> I understand why you would get the two confused. I mean, was it? No, I just made up a name. Oh. <laughs> Shows you how much I know about movies. What is this giant goblet you have in the corner? Oh my god. So that I took from my grandma's house. I was going to put some sort of... I wanted to put a ficus in there. But I don't get enough sunlight. Really? You'd be surprised. You think? You'd be surprised what will grow. Okay, maybe I'll try. I don't know about a ficus. Yeah. I don't know what ficus looks like offhand. I know the type of plant that would grow in that. What are you? I don't know the name of it. It's just these. If you, yeah, I would love ivy viney looking guys. Okay. I'll write that down. (laughs) Ivy viney looking guys. (laughs) So I remember. So when I go to. A nursery, I can say. Or like an indie rock concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in abundance at an indie rock concert. Just like kind of... Ivy viney looking guys. <laughs> I'd get lost in the Ivy viney yeah. looking Kind of just like the crowd. spindly, palish, <laughs> just... pale greenish boys. Just like... <laughs> Everyone's trying to be different, so they all look the exact same. Exactly, that's the sad truth. That's pretty much life. I last time I went to the farmers market, I was like, "Oh my god, everyone here looks a little bit different." But but because of that, we're all the same, uh-huh. and everyone's just trying to show off their dog. That's what farmers markets are. It actually. is. It's just it's just take my dog for a walk. Yeah. And then get mad when people pet it. Yeah. Or talk to it. Or look at it. Ignore it. Or smell it. That's. And I love smelling dogs. So yes. when people are like, "Please don't smell my dog's butt," I'm like. <laughs> To me, that's what a relationship is. It's just me it's and a me dog. And a dog and, and their butt. It. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to, like, do weird things in front of people that you're in relationships with, like, sm- maybe not smother, but... Well, <laughs> I don't know. But, like... I mean, sometimes it's an unintended, like... Yeah, just an accidental, like... like consequence. Yeah. I didn't want that to happen, but it happened. Yeah. The most important thing is to have a good relationship with the bike. 
you have to understand what she wants. I think of a motorcycle as a woman, and I know that sounds silly, but it's true. Valentino Rossi. I, I am that jealous, though, that you had, like, a teddy bear and monkey. I never had an object when I was little that I was, like, attached to. My older sister had a blankie. That I had blankie, too. Like, Jesus, you I had, had all everything. Of it. It's, well, so Do I, you find I'm, you get attached to objects still? Yeah, I mean, if people give me a gift, I have a really hard time ever getting rid of it. Okay, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, oh... Like, even if it's, like, even if I accidentally, like, I had a mug from my mm-hmm. grandfather, and, like, okay. it wasn't my favorite mug, but it was from him, so it was, like, That's the fact that it broke, I was, like, that You're just upset. sucks. My grandma sent me this when I was abroad in a card, and I will never get rid of it, but this is probably the only thing that I will, like, really never get rid of, and it's just a stupid bookmark. But I like it. There's red wine on it because I fell asleep on the plane home. Um, and you, you and I over. naturally I spilled my wine because I was um, holding a glass of wine and I fell asleep. But my older sister had a blankie. My little sister had this dog. His name was Toffee. And like everyone, she took it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew about Toffee. She would like, to the, she like worn down to the point where I think she, I don't know if she started chewing on his eyeballs or if they just, like, got this, like, really weird, okay, like, for a second. crusty, what did you think I was okay. <laughs> Again, again, I thought, I thought we were talking about a real dog. <laughs> I forgot we were talking about <laughs> It's important to have, like, a really special relationship with your dogs. Yes, but not chew on their eyeballs, yeah. if it's a real dog. Um, so... And, like, I always wanted something. I would try and force it. I remember being in fifth grade. So uh-huh. old, old, like, past the age of having it occur naturally, I went, I bought this orange blanket from a store. It was my friend's aunt's store. And it was, like, really soft, and it was great. And I, like, would force myself to sleep with it every night, and I just, like, couldn't get attached to it. But I wanted something. You wanted attachment, but you. I want. I just wanted some. Like everyone I knew had like a thing that was theirs that they loved that like they couldn't sleep without, uh-huh. and I never had that, and I wanted it so badly, so I would try to force it, and it would just like, I just, I don't know. That's so strange. I know. So at I I see that as me at a very young age not being able, to commit to objects, uh-huh. because even now, like aside from that bookmark, I don't really get. I don't know, it's just a thing. Yeah. A relationship is something built through time, a long amount of time or short. It can be good or bad. I think a relationship can be between people or between human and object. Stuffed animal, necklace, etc. I believe relationships hold some sort of value or a lesson. I don't think there's a singular definition. Relationships come in every shape, size, color, gender. I have a lot of gifts from people who are like out of my life for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, and those are like even more important than the gifts from people who are like still in my life. Okay. Even if things ended negatively. I was just gonna say, regardless of how. Even if things ended negatively, it's like, like one of my, or even like if they just ended ambiguously or it was like difficult, like. 
one of my prized possessions is this like Lord of the Rings mug mm-hmm. that I got for my birthday, and like you know I don't really see that person ever okay. anymore. And uh, but it's like my favorite mug, and I got super mad. Somebody who worked at this place I was working at was like using it. <laughs> And it was like, oh yeah, I used your mug. And it would have been totally fine if it was if any it other mug. If it were a different mug. You know, like, if it was my mug that said, like, friends are like the crumbly bits of donut at the bottom of your coffee. Do you have a mug that says I that? I do have a mug that says <laughs> that. And that might still be at Does the coffee that mean, shop. What does that mean friends are? It means nothing. It's just a very stupid mug that I love. <laughs> um, if it would have been that or the mug with the dolphin family on it, like, those would have been fine to use. But it was my, like, special birthday. Right, I understand. It was a very thoughtful gift. Mm-hmm. And like silly and novelty, but like Yeah, but it was, that's your that was your To me mug. it's like it's like representative of like the fact that, that relationship existed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is like what's the shape of the mug? The shape of like mug shaped. Well no, because that you cannot because look at those. Okay, okay, two. it's it's a standard like coffee okay, cup, I, coffee mug, you know. Okay, I understand that. It's like a cookie cutter coffee mug. Cookie cutter coffee mug. That's almost a good band name. Yeah. What what has to be changed? <laughs> almost. <laughs> it's it's just like not quite me. there. It's, it's on its way to being a band where's name. The, where's the creative writing department when you need them? Is Billy Billy Strand's not creative writing? No. He, I don't think he's creative. <laughs> I don't think he's creative. I'm that kidding. man, no, he's not, not I'm very kidding. creative. I, Stratton, he's very creative. He's such a hard ass. He is a hard ass. That's kind of why I like him. Hi, Billy. Because <laughs> he's, he's going to listen. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> hey, professor, spoke once, week seven in your class. <laughs> you want to listen to my podcast? How'd I do? <laughs> I think about the relationship I have with my parents and how how much that has changed because I have changed and they have changed. Change is inevitable in any... If you haven't gotten the point yet, I think change is very important in a relationship. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm sorry to be so aggressive. But relationships evolve. All kinds. I view my parents now as my friends and... I am so fortunate to have the relationship with my parents that I do. I and I acknowledge that. I I I try I I hope I tell them that enough. But I know how complicated relationships can be, especially the parent-child relationship and the ways in which those complications can affect both parties, but especially the development of an adolescent. I'm extremely grateful for my parents and the relationship that we have and that now because I view it as a healthy relationship it becomes less of an authoritarian type model and more of a friendship I think that is special. It's about falling in love with yourself and sharing that love with someone who appreciates you, rather than looking for love to compensate for a self-love deficit. Eartha Kitt One of the trickiest relationships, I think, is the relationship you have with yourself. I 
I don't necessarily know that I even really thought about the relationship I had with myself until, uh, let's put it this way. Within the past year, my relationship with myself has gotten so much stronger. And I, and I think that is because I actually started paying attention to the relationship, maybe not paying attention to the relationship that I have with myself, but actively trying to make it better. So in a sense, maybe that means that I didn't acknowledge at all the relationship I had with myself because relationships do take a little bit of effort and, and putting effort into the self can be scary in the sense that you may learn things about yourself you don't want to admit. Learn things about yourself that you know need to change and you know what you need to do in order to change, but you're scared to do it. That's a big one. And I think that it's really, really important to know yourself and take the time to learn about yourself and take the time to do things with yourself because that's an important relationship there's i mean it's probably a cliche saying you can how could you ever love anyone else if you don't love yourself or whatever there are millions of variations of that i'm sure i mean it's true and that's something i think i didn't understand or i Pretended I did, but I didn't really understand it until I looked at my relationship with myself and realized how how I could improve. And then I started to make realizations and you get to learn about yourself. It's scary, but it's fun. And then you get to grow and and that's good. That's important. And it's important to have those experiences. Although in order to have that, you need to make that conscious decision to learn a little bit about little bit about learn a little bit about yourself nurture yourself allow that relationship to grow because that's not selfish it it can it can be selfish i'm sure you could you can you can definitely make it selfish i'm sure but there's a balance between Nurturing that relationship with yourself and continuing relationships with other people. And that's a healthy thing to do, to take some time for yourself. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? Um, Where are we? Oh, I was just, I've always wanted to like have, have that. Yeah. emotional attachment to it like at a young age I like, really wanted that and I just like I just think it's interesting that like I didn't do it naturally that like my both my sisters that's just sort of happened naturally and I had so many different blankets and stuffed animals but like I never do you think that happens with people at all or is it just is it just objects it definitely happens with people where like you you feel like you want to be close to people, but then you like try it out and you're like, ah, this isn't so great. This is I, I have a tendency, a not so great tendency, to like be really into a relationship with someone, or like more so the I I love the idea of it, mm-hmm. and then when it starts to actually happen, I'm like into it for a little bit, and then. Literally out of nowhere, I could just wake up and be like, 
Done. Done. Well, I think it comes out of fear, most likely. Um, but I will, like, get myself into situations where it's, like, so close to being something. Mm -hmm. But I know it probably won't ever actually happen. So it's like... Uh, what do you mean it won't happen? Like, it won't develop into something more, maybe? I think a relationship is finding a little bit of home in someone else. This can be a friendship or a more romantic relationship, but to me, it's about being uniquely you with the person and finding an embrace in response. And you do the same for another person. You both are just so yourselves that with each other, you are home. It doesn't mean that the relationship is perfect, there can still be jealousy and fights and hardships, but the good thing about being home is that it all eventually melts away. Technically, I guess you would say I've never been in a serious romantic relationship. And that really doesn't worry me. A lot of people think that's crazy and I just think, well, first of all, it's my life, so fuck you. And also, it'll, know, it'll happen. I like, I like my life. I like the relationships I have with the people that I know. Well, because I, okay, so I've never been in like a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. Although I've definitely been like in relationships you've been in, with like, you've people. You've been like goofy ones. Yeah, really yeah. Silly ones. Really silly ones where we just do knock knock jokes. <laughs> knock, Honestly, knock. Here's the thing. It's sad. Is for me that's almost like that's the what truth. a relationship is. <laughs> for knock me, knock. For me, that's actually probably true. I've probably not been in like a serious relationship. Okay, like well, really I just mean where I've never been like I, I've never been in a situation where I would have been like, yeah, he's my boyfriend. Right. Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, okay, I, like, I would love to have a boyfriend. But then I get myself into these situations where I'm seeing somebody and guard myself in certain ways so that I know it would never develop to that point, even though I might want it to, just because... Like, what do you do to guard yourself? Like, are you like, well, like, are they like do you want to hang out tonight? You're like, no, I just made this really big pizza. I don't know how I'm going to finish. Of course! <laughs> Like actually, just like, like stuff like, like that. Well, I mean, I not verbatim. Well, I yeah, but I know you love like pizza. <laughs> if it's gluten free, if hell it's vegan, yeah. gluten free pizza. It doesn't like, have to be vegan, but that's just icing. Vegan, vegan is better. Vegan. Is I better. honestly think vegan cheese pizza is better than regular cheese the pizza. The Daya vegan cheese. Sexy Pizza has, or Chaos has gluten free. Both of them. Both of them have gluten free vegan ones. Chaos is better. It's yes. also like you basically have to take out a small loan. I know. I've only <laughs> been there. I've been there once. It's like thirty dollars <laughs> to get it delivered for like a medium vegan pizza. <laughs> thirty dollars. Thirty. Thirty. That's like so many that's hours crazy. at work. I know. I do that. I like that's how I like justify purchases and like how many hours at Very Good would this be? Right. Generally, it's a lot of hours. I spent. I spent really two spray. hours of my life, like money wise. Last night, death grips because I wanted a mirror. Did you enjoy? I enjoyed it a lot. I I got a I got a. What's what's like a bit bigger? What's a third bigger than a tall boy? It was three beers in one. Oh. Of Dale's tallest boy. The tall. 
That's the tallest <laughs> boy. Tallest boy on earth. The tallest. <laughs> he started doing like yeah. a YouTube video series. Did he? Thing. Huh. Yeah. How is it? He's, I've only watched the first two episodes. Um, it's like I haven't watched anymore. Okay. That, so it's like fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. He's nice. He's a really nice. It's like the when you describe someone as being nice because yeah. you don't know how, how else to describe them. I like his first two albums, and I thought they kind of like got lackluster well, after that. Well, not as great. Yeah. Um. Uh, somebody I forget about, and then I remember it. And I'm like, oh, I'll listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So pizza. Guarding. Guarding oh, yourself. Pizza. Okay. So it's like. I'm just not good at, like... Well, okay, I think part of it is that in order to be in any sort of relationship with anyone, regardless of, like, how serious or or goofy it is, Mm -hmm. you have to have a good relationship with yourself. Right. Which is something I, I definitely didn't have before... It's so cliche, like, you go abroad and find yourself, whatever. But a lot, like, a lot of... I, like, learned a lot about myself when I was abroad, just because I had so much time to, like, mm-hmm. do that. Um, and I think... So that's something, like, I I guess I didn't... I mean, I know people say that, like, you gotta... You can't, like, how could you ever love someone else if you can't love yourself? And you're like, yeah, whatever. But that's so true. And I didn't actually realize it until I started to have a better relationship with myself and I'm like, oh my god, these are why old like I would like these are why these things would happen. I feel like I used to approach relationships out of like neediness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone does, I think, at first. At first. But I'm also like so I'm just so good at being alone. Like I like my alone time, I like my space. I talk to myself so I don't feel like I'm alone. Right. So sometimes I'm like Worried that I'll get too comfortable being alone. And then I won't, like, push myself to... Because, like, going on, like... I'm not a dater. I don't want to go on dates with people I don't know. Like, that is not something, like, I have no interest in doing. I never want to do that. Dates with someone you do know. Well, yeah. You aren't necessarily friends with, but that you but know. But you know of. Somewhat, you know. That way it's not totally blind. Yeah. Totally like, blind dates never go super great. I would just never even do that. Maybe yeah. I should be more adventurous. I don't know. Have you met people? <laughs> I have, and I think that's why I'm like, yeah. so guarded. No, I'm very, I'm very so... much the same way. Like, I, I've met too many people to like decide to go on a date. I don't know. I don't like... Um, I, I'm so boring. It's the same so am I. So that's boring. the thing, dude. Like, I, I am boring. And, like, I don't... In the right context, I can seem like super fun and outgoing, and that's generally when I meet people, and then they have this like idealized idea of you you. that you're like fun and like oh we're gonna go to parties and you go to parties with them and then you're like no I really just want to sit in this corner you do whatever and they're like why aren't you having any fun you're like I this is like like, I'm fun I'm having fun or like or like I'm sorry we didn't hang out with all your friends and just talked in this room all night and I'm like. Well, I don't know if that's you, like, actually apologizing because you think it's your fault, or if that's you being like, why the fuck did we why talk did in this room talk? all night? And, like, I... Okay, that's... Yeah. So, I will... And, yeah, so, me, you meet people at a party. I mean, obviously, if I'm at a college party, I'm going to be drunk. Right. So, I'm more talkative. I'm more outgoing. And then, yeah, people are like, oh, like... 
we should hang out. I'm like, we should totally hang out. Anytime I have one sip of alcohol, I start making all these plans with all these people. And then I'm like, the next day, I'm like, shit. I have to go hang I have to hang like, out. All you want to do is like, all I want to do have a bath and like fucking watch yeah, TV. That's all I want to do. And read a book. That's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to. It takes like so much energy, right? So much energy yeah. for me to like talk to my friends I already have. Uh-huh. Have you read the book Quiet? No. The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Speaking? Because no. it's phenomenal and I would really recommend it. I will, I will definitely check that out. I'm weird. I'm apparently what's called an ambivert. I take what's it like that. It's like where you it's an like, extroverted introvert. Yeah, it's like in the middle. Yeah. But I'm, like, more shifted towards introvert. That's and I think more I and more, say. like, the more honest with myself I am, the more introverted I realize I am. Same with me. It's part of why I was so miserable throughout all of school. School. It's because I was, like, always, like, oh, yeah, I could, I could just be an extrovert because it makes me friends. Because then I was, like, That's oh, what you're supposed to do in college. But I don't, I don't like doing this. I don't like going to the bars. I don't like... You know, standing okay. around yeah. this house party. I don't like being expected to be fun. And then you can be like, sorry, I'm not fun. And sometimes people are like, oh, no, that's fine. And sometimes they mean it. But other times they get sick of you, like, being, like, a fucking bummer. Fu- yeah, but it's like, how, how... I don't understand... Like, it does get... Okay. Let's... Okay. So, when did you, like, figure out with yourself that that's not how you... Junior year. Junior year. Junior year. I read this beautiful book of poetry last night that, to me, is the epitome of a relationship. But, basically, I think a relationship is peculiarly ever-changing and confusing, happy and also sad. And a relationship itself is defined by being content in the peculiarity and confusion, but also extreme happiness and warmth. That is a relationship. Now that I'm working on the self-relationship part, it does make other relationships a lot easier. There's definitely some truth behind, if you can't love yourself, how could you ever love somebody else? Because romantic relationships can be tricky. I am very good at overanalyzing every little interaction and definitely overcomplicating things in my head, which is why I don't necessarily accept, not that I don't, ex- mm, I don't know, not, I don't. I'm not one to seek out a romantic relationship, necessarily. I've done that a couple times. When it, in my experience, in my experience, the seeking, that's a sign of me just being lonely. Although, yeah, it depends. It's sub- of course, it's subjective. I think successful relationships, my uncle said once that, <laughs> quoting my uncle, I don't, that's funny, um, like a strong relationship is when both partners are putting in 75% of the effort. And then I believe that to an extent, everything comes easy, in a sense. 
But I think it's very important. I think independence is important in relationships, I guess is what I'm trying to say. At least that's what I, I sort of value. Because two beings are still two beings. And that's a really important thing to remember when you're talking about the meshing, the romantic meshing of two people. Compromise, communication. Communication is really where I struggle. Because, as I said, I'm really good at internalizing things, overanalyzing, continuing to internalize, overthink. And that takes me away from what's happening right in front of me. And it inhibits communication. Communication is so important. And that does not necessarily mean solely verbal. I can write far better than I can speak in the sense of my self-expression. I just have a much easier time saying things on paper through my pen. It feels more honest to me in a way because I think that's where a lot of things get tricky is my inability to communicate, which is another thing I'm working on as part of my relationship with myself. I'm just working on communication because that is a huge part of, of any relationship is communication. A lot of things get lost in translation, assumptions, overanalyzing, all of that can be solved by communication but that's hard to do and that's okay too I'm just making myself feel good did you go abroad junior year? no but you went to Japan right? I went to Japan senior year okay before junior year I went to Ireland or something? Um, no, I went to Scotland okay. for a month okay. on my own. Uh, well, first I was in a play for a week and a half Okay. in Edinburgh at the French Festival. And then I just w- went around Scotland on my own and I was miserable, you which is great. Here's the thing that's fun, too, is that I think especially in our like digital age, we like to pretend that we're always having a great time oh, when we're on Christ. vacation. That is bullshit. Like, as long as we're not at home, like, we're having such a good fucking time, right? And, like, look at all these pictures of me smiling with all these friends I made. No, 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 no. Don't lie. Don't fucking Thank you. kid okay. me. Don't kid me. I was miserable. Like, if you're miserable here, like, going abroad just means you're miserable in abroad. a different situation than you're normally used to. That is some, like, we romanticize, like, so many different, I, this is, like, my one, not my one qualm with social media, but, like, the largest is that it's so fake, and, like, you're allowed to be upset it wherever you are, and people, like, just assume because you are out gallivanting, living your life, traveling, like, oh my god, he's traveling, he's probably having so much fun, like... And that's all people want to ask about, too. They're like, what was the coolest, what's the craziest thing you did? I'm like, uh, probably the craziest thing I did was drink alone without (laughs) telling anybody where I was in the wilderness. Like, (laughs) like, nuts, right? When we got back from abroad, I would would ask people what their least favorite part of it was. Uh Because that's sort of, everyone just like comes back, like, there's no way everyone was abroad 
happy every day, like loving all this culture shock and change. Like, yes, yeah, some days you love it, but some days you're like, fuck this place, I want to go home. Yeah. Or I'm not happy here, or I don't know, you're scared or something. And the weather sucks. Yeah, like, I can't it's understand raining for a month and you're Glasgow. depressed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, like, this person from Glasgow is trying to talk to me, and it just sounds like gibberish. Yeah. Because of their accent. And I think and that's hard. being honest with yourself is super important. Like, well, maybe it did sound like gibberish. What? What they were saying? Yeah. No, it's that it, there's some, like, really strong, thick accents. Okay. In the Glasgow, like, basically, like, in Glasgow and, like, the rural areas around it. Mm-hmm. In between there and Inverness and the, kind of near the Highlands. The Highlands? Uh, and uh, people just will talk at you so quickly and it just... It's oh, and it's just, like, you can't, like... Yeah. Sorry, can you rewind? Um, but, yeah, to go back to the, the question, I, I figured out that I was, like, introverted when I got back from Scotland and I was, like, I just had, like, the worst year in summer, which is about to be beaten by the following year okay. <laughs> as, like, the worst year, despite some really cool people, some really amazing folks, and some really amazing yeah. Opportunities and things. It was still the worst year of my life so Mental far. Mental health wise. Yeah. I okay. Just, you know, no one can really change that. No. And if you don't no talk about it, which I couldn't, that. Um, yeah. Then it's then like I make jokes scary. about it, and people be like, "Don't joke about that." I'm like, what if I'm You're serious? Like, well, this is my way of like. Yeah, this is my cry it. for help. Let's like, like, come on, catch on. Yeah. No. That's, that's yeah. not on them though. That's like you know, it's it's tough. No. Yeah. 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 Um. But I started realizing like. Um, I was, like, in what was, like, a pretty, like, kind relationship for most of, of junior year. Uh-huh. It was, like, really, like, good and, like, fairly healthy for a lot of it. And it just, like, gave me time to, like, like think and kind of reflect on, like, yeah. what I wanted and needed uh-huh. and um, all this stuff. So it gave me a lot of time for, like, personal growth going forward. I didn't grow fast enough, unfortunately, but... Um, but it's good that you could also be in a relationship with someone else and still manage to grow yourself, yeah. though. Yeah, and it was just like... Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a cool time of self-discovery, but, like, one of the big things that was, like, kind of alarming was I was like, oh, like, I don't like the parties I've been going to. Mm-hmm. I don't like most people I don't like it was just like a whole thing no, where I was yeah. like I was like man I like have this like image that I think some people see of me and then I have like what I actually what want what you are or what, what you, I how am. you want people yeah and uh I like started investigating like why I like like theater and music and art and mm-hmm. it's cause like that's the one time I can focus and like um be like totally engaged without having to be um, one on I, I don't know without this sounds weird because it's like all about performance but without having to be fake yeah because like at least I'm being honest whatever emotion I'm supposed uh-huh. to be portraying uh-huh. whatever song I'm singing uh-huh. uh, this is a lot of stuff and that led me to like drop out of theater and like get more serious about music yeah Go out less and stay in more. Stay in more. I've been yeah. happier since then. Are you a people pleaser by nature? Do you think? Um, I was 
for a while. For a long while, because, like, I didn't really... I was bullied okay. until, like, freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, and I... Yeah, I was just trying to be a people pleaser. I also had this really, like, bullshit, like, view of myself. Yeah. Like, where I was, like... Oh, I'm always the victim, like, I'm always the doormat, like, nothing ever goes on my which is so unfair to other people, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I was definitely a people pleaser, because it was, like, how I, how I was able to make friends, it's like, you know. Okay. Um, and it was cool, because I hadn't really had many of those, and, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I definitely grew out of that after starting junior year, I was just like, I'm not gonna, like, tell people what they want to hear anymore. Right. Well, because that, that's not doing anybody any favors, really. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. I'm definitely a people pleaser. Ugh. Or I figured that out, and I'm like... We're taking steps. Yeah, I definitely... Like, I just would, like, say yes to... Like, if someone's like, hey, we, you want to hang out? I And I, like... And if it were, like, the last thing I wanted to do, I'd be like, sure. No. Just because, like, me saying no wouldn't, like, ups, like, if someone says no to me, I'm like, sweet, I don't have to do this, now I can stay mm-hmm. in and, like, cancel, I get high off canceled plans. Me too, like, I love it. high off canceled plans. I love it. It's the greatest I'm never more thing. relaxed than when I've just, like, canceled a plan and I just, like, kick right? back and, like, turn on a TV show. It, like, doesn't or matter, or, like, how or excited podcast. I could be. Or a podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> It doesn't matter how excited I could be to go see someone. They could be like, hey, you know, I'm feeling sick. Or, will this day work? And instantly, yes, absolutely. Drop that bath bomb in the water. I Because generally, if if I've canceled a plan, I've already drawn a bath. You've already drawn (laughs) drawn a bath. Bath drawn. Like, if I think that if there's, an, if there's a rumbling, you know, like, <laughs> that possibly I don't have to go to this coffee shop. I'm going to draw a bath. I'm going to draw a bath. I think the other day when we were supposed to do this, and you're like, I can't, I'm so sorry. I was like, I literally was like <laughs> already standing in, <laughs> in the, the bathroom. bathroom, and I was like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking a bath. Yeah. That is funny. Splish splash. Have you, are you familiar with Amelia Bedelia? Uh, yes, I she think I would read her book. always, like, take there. things very literally, and, like, the her, the oh, woman of the house would be like, draw me a bath, so she would sit down and, like, actually draw a bath. Was it a good bath? Was um, it a good drawing? Probably. She was Amelia Vidalia. Or, like, draw the curtains, so she'd be sitting there, like, drawing the curtains. I, I can't think of any other things she did. Okay, I'm gonna pee my pants, so. Oh, cool. <laughs> You're gonna go in there and pee your pants? <laughs> yeah, I just like to pee my pants. Because you're in the bathroom at this point, so you should just pee my pants in the <laughs> Now that I am paying attention to the relationship with myself, I don't want to say I've. I have the greatest relationship with myself, or I have found the key to having a good relationship with myself because. As I've stated before, every being is ever evolving, and that means the relationship I have with myself will be evolving too. It's it's good some days, it's it's a little worse some other days, but that's natural. That's any relationship. So now that I have at least been paying attention to the relationship that I have with myself, it, it does allow me to go about seeking 
relationships, let's say, I guess not not solely romantic relationships, platonic as well, but it, it allows me to go about beginning those and seeking those in a different way. Because I believe that when you don't have a good relationship with yourself, oftentimes, whether you realize it or not, you're seeking interaction with others out of neediness and maybe as a filler for something that you're missing. And I I think that a lot of times in those situations, what you're missing is the relationship you have or should have rather the ideal relationship you would have with yourself. When I'm asked about my definition of a relationship, I think of a monogamous romantic relationship, particularly one that is defined by a connection that allows two people to coexist without conscious effort or strain. A relationship that is built on a foundation of unequivocal trust, unconditional compassion, and unwavering mutual respect for each other. Um, I imagine the relationship is held together by common values and interests, maintained through the continued support of each other, um, each other's individual goals, passions, and dreams, um, and through open communication and a lack of judgment or assumption on either um, by either people. Do you think you have a good relationship with yourself? Um, I'm working on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's sort of a loaded question. Yeah, I'm definitely working on it. There's a lot of things that frustrate me about myself and mm-hmm. that I don't understand. And I don't know. I think a lot of the problem of like, like having a good relationship with yourself is it's like, I think we have unrealistic expectations of like how people are and like morality totally. and like all just all kinds of stuff. Just like. I think we live in a world that wants to, like, categorize things into, like, black and white when it's, like, everyone contains, like, really dark stuff and really light stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, like, you know, it's hard to judge how your relationship is when you, like, don't even have, like, a a framework. Right. I guess. Okay, so this quote. um, I'll read two. Uh, The more I think about language, the more it amazes me that people ever understand each other at all. Which I think I like because, well, hold on, the next one. Wouldn't we all do better not trying to understand, accepting the fact that no human being will ever understand another, not a wife, a husband, a lover, a mistress, nor a parent, a child? Perhaps that's why men have invented God, a being capable of understanding. I think, at least in my experiences, sometimes I try to, like, understand. And and this could just be my... I sort of tend to view everything through, like, an analytical, psychological lens, which sometimes I wish I could turn off, but I can't. Um, And I'm constantly worried about like what's going on in other people's heads when I Mm -hmm. should really just be in various situations. And I think that puts strains on relationships sometimes. Like 
assuming that you'll be able to know, like regardless of how close you are with someone, just assuming that you'll be able to totally, fully understand them. I think to an extent everyone's gonna be, gonna have parts, going to have parts of them that either they're not gonna share or either they just sort of will be, like won't be understood by other people. Mm -hmm. I think that's inevitable, but I think that, I think that now, but I didn't always think that, and I, like, thinking back on it, reflecting, me not thinking that would, it would sort of just drive me insane, because I'm like, oh my god, like, what are they thinking? Maybe I don't understand them, maybe I'll never understand them, but... Will I ever really understand anyone? I mean, I don't even think I understand myself. Like, That's, even if yeah. I have a good relationship with myself, I don't think I understand myself. I think it's kind of partially bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, understanding. Understanding. Everybody. I think you just kind of have to be, like, you know, empathetic. Yeah. We're just, like, case by case basis and, like, try and not paint things over as, like, easily digested. Right. I have to pee my pants now, too. Yeah. Mirror neurons. <laughs> Well, I guess you weren't watching me pee. All listeners, so. he wasn't watching me pee. <laughs> All relationships have their own courses. Different paths, ups and downs, that's inevitable. But I think one of the most important things to remember is that there is no hierarchy. Friendships and romantic relationships and relationships in the middle. They, there is no rank. One is not more important or more meaningful or more special than the other. Or at least the romantic interactions people have does not add any validity or any more importance or worth to a relationship. Relationships that are platonic are just as important as relationships that are not because you have different relationships with different people. Adding the element of romance doesn't necessarily make one relationship better than the other. And I I just I want to clarify that because I feel as though a lot of the mentioning of relationship within this pot program I like that within the throughout this program has sort of been seen through the romantic eye and I just I just really believe that that is of no importance in the worth of a relationship to me at least I really hope this recorded that would be sad if it happened to me twice I love to talk to myself, but man, that's a lot of talking to myself. I wrote down a lot of things, but I think they were more about marriage or committed romantic relationships than just relationship. Relationship, more generally speaking, means a shared life experience. It has to be a two-way street. Both people give something of themselves, and ideally, the two lift each other up 
and make each other better through their relationship. The partner's success becomes your own success. I want to talk about expectations. What sort of expectations do you have? I guess it's it's so it's not objective. I think there are, you have different expectations when you have different relationships with different people. But if you're just if you're going to generalize a romantic relationship, what what sort of expectations do you think are there? I mean, for me, and, like, I think it changes, like, as you grow up and, like, figure out what you actually want. But, like, right. for me, it's just, like, spend some time with me. Mm-hmm. Do what you say you're going to do. There's, there's got to be mutual trust. Right. I don't know, just, like, be be supportive and, like, be someone that I can, like, count Support on. Support is huge. Respect is big. Personally, I'm very into, like, the people being equal. Uh, I think there's, like, a lot of people who, like, want to be more dominant one or the other. Yeah. And I just, I don't see the appeal. So for me, like, a healthy relationship is definitely neither person is, like, more powerful. Or ideally, where neither person is even thinking about that. Because it's just, like, you're just independent people. That's a big one. Independence. See, okay, this is, okay, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I just got really excited. Because the most I, important thing, because the, the biggest thing about... independence yeah. with, your own independence within, I'm going to read another quote in okay. a little bit. But, um, yeah. A relationship that supports the independence of both parties, but also each individual sort of like protecting that independence of themselves, but also their partner. Like my independence is super important to me, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm very hesitant to like mm-hmm. become involved in a real quote. But if it's like a healthy but relationship, if it's healthy, exactly. the other person. Your independence should also be very important to the other to person. To the other person. Well. And I think that's actually one of the biggest things about toxic relationships, like dependence. And like this idea that like you need them or they need you. Like I, that's my big red flag is like, my big red flags now are like, I don't deserve you or like, uh, I need you. Yeah. I'm like, if you say either of those things to me, I'm gone. Which is very good gone, to gone, know because like that is like very good for you to know because... I would agree with you that both of the people saying those things are not ready to be in a, a functional relationship. Well, and maybe, or, maybe or just not like, ready, you just have or just willingly ideas, manipulative, which is also something that like, happens. Yeah, I was... You have to be on, like, the same dependence level for any relationship to work. Like, you have to either be both be into being independent like that's what you want or you want to be together all the time and you have to need each other like some people like that right and then i think those are the people who are like get get, get like meet meet in high school and then get married and get exactly like be your own fucking person god damn it but it's like i mean if it works for them it's like i can't fault them exactly exactly but the independence thing is huge for me I like the unreality of your mind. The whole thing is very splendid and voluptuous and absurd. Virginia Woolf, from a letter to Vita Sackville West. I haven't read Letters to a Young Poet Mm -hmm. um, by Rilke, but I have like 
I reference it a lot, so I should probably read it. Read it. <laughs> I have to go play video games with my sister soon. Yeah, I have to do homework soon, too. Let me just read this. Because it's so beautiful. The point of marriage is not to create a quick commonality by tearing down all boundaries. On the contrary, a good marriage is one in which each partner appoints the other to be the guardian of his solitude, and thus they show each other the greatest possible trust. A merging of two people is an impossibility, and where it seems to exist, it is a hemming in, a mutual consent that robs one party or both parties of their fullest freedom and development. But once the realization is accepted that even between the closest people, infinite distances exist, a marvelous living side by side can grow up for them, if they succeed in loving the expanse between them, which gives them the possibility of always seeing each other as a whole and before an immense sky. I think a relationship is like me being me, him being him. <laughs> next to each other. not a fart that was me moving in my chair I think it's time for me to thank some people first of all I would love to thank everybody for sending me whether it have anonymously or not a definition of what they believe a relationship to be and not only sending it to me once but sending it to me again when I realized I deleted all my messages and then sending me a definition again when I bugged people for recordings. Uh, thank you for sticking around, I guess. Uh, I would like to thank my parents because, you know, I just, I think you should always thank your parents. They're the reason you're here. I would like to thank my friends, whether they do it consciously or not, they are always giving me ideas. They are very good catalysts for thought and I like having them around so I will thank them. But most importantly, I would love to thank Aaron Dupuis for sitting down with me in my apartment, letting me pick his brain, talking about all things relationships. I had a lot of fun and I'm really glad that you decided well, I mean, I sort of made you, but I'm really glad you decided to sit down and talk with me. He is also the producer of this podcast, so due to my technological inabilities, I have him to handle pretty much everything, and I'm so grateful he made me a theme song, pieced together all my little blurbs, and now I have a big girl podcast. This is exciting. 
So thank you, Aaron, for everything. I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, call your grandma.